Welcome to the Happy Me, Happy Earth podcast. I'm your host, Eva Peterson, life coach and Ayurvedic health counselor for changemakers and aspiring activists. Each week, I'm here to support you in creating the change that you want to see in the world without sacrificing your health and well-being. If you are on a mission to make the world a better place, whether you're just starting to get involved or decades deep, you are welcome here. Hello, welcome to the podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about 10 reasons why the world needs imperfect change makers like you and me. And I just can't stop myself from giggling right now because I am feeling the full weight of my imperfectness <laughs> at this moment. I am coming to you from Mexico, San Cristobal de las Casas, beautiful, beautiful city here. And I have a parasite. It's been rough. So last week I hosted my Foundations for Changemaking workshop and it was awesome. I had a wonderful time. So like engaged and energized and going on adrenaline. And then I get home and I just crashed, totally crashed, like a weird level of exhaustion. And I was just like, is this the low after like the high of that training or what's going on? And that exhaustion lasted for multiple days. Finally, I went to the lab, got tested, went to the doctor, all the things. I have a parasite. I am now going through treatment, but yeah, it's been a rough past uh, week or so. A little, a little tricky. Anyway, feeling the fullness, the full um, imperfectness of my human beingness right now in, in all the beautiful ways. So this podcast episode was inspired by A, how I'm feeling at the moment, but also B, a podcast that Sam Laura Brown had, I'm going to say like about a month ago, she published a podcast called something like why the world needs more imperfect leaders or more imperfect entrepreneurs, something like that. And I was like, oh, that's such a great concept. I need to talk about this. Why the world needs more imperfect change makers like you and I. Because perfectionism is one of the things that I have been working on a lot and for quite a while. I learned a lot about perfectionism from Brene Brown and also Sam Laura Brown, who I mentioned a moment ago. Her podcast is called The Perfectionist Project. It's awesome. And perfectionism is one of those characteristics of white supremacy that Tima Okun identified. I've been going through this list of those characteristics of white supremacy and working to dismantle them within myself for quite a while now, like kind of going one by one. And perfectionism is a, a really big one for me. I mean, I work on all of them kind of all the time, but yeah. Perfectionism is a big one, and there are other ones that really stood out for me that I feel like I struggle with the most. Working on this, working on my perfectionism, I really see this as a part of my activism. And by allowing myself to be imperfect <laughs> and just accepting that, not making it wrong, just accepting that I'm an imperfect person, I'm an imperfect change maker, an imperfect leader, an imperfect business owner, by just accepting that I have been able to 
really transform my life and transform my work. So I want to talk about this today. And oh, I'll also link to those characteristics of white supremacy. I know I've mentioned them before in the podcast, but I'll link to those again in the show notes for this episode. Because yeah, that was really, really eye opening for me. I actually I think I'll do an episode where I just like go through each of those things and talk about how they are present in my life and how I maybe also see them in my clients so that we can all work on dismantling white supremacy culture together. All right, moving on. I want to first start with a simple question. What is a change maker? So when I'm saying imperfect change maker, what am I talking about? A lot of times when I say the word change maker, people don't identify with that. People that I would absolutely identify as change makers, my friends, my clients, they don't identify with that word. I think when we think of change makers, we think of Brene Brown or Lila Saad or Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks, right? All of these people who have done like huge things like published books or or maybe hosted a TED Talk or are very big on, I don't know, social media. We think of all these different benchmarks that we need to meet before we can call ourselves a change maker. And even sometimes once people have met those benchmarks, quite a few of my friends, they still can't identify or don't want to identify or say that they're a change maker. But when we look at the definition of change maker, and I've, you know, spent a bit of time looking all over the web for what the definition of a change maker is, and those benchmarks, those aren't actually there in the definition, right? So I have my own working definition now of what a change maker is, and it is someone who wants to build a better world and therefore pursues the knowledge, skills, and resources they need to create that world. Someone who is taking action to create the change that they want to see in the world. So if you are listening to this podcast, there is a very, very good chance that A, you want to build a better world, right? You see the injustice in the world and you want to do something about it. And B, you're listening to this podcast, which is helping you to become a more effective change maker, right? It's helping you to develop those skills and those tools and those resources to become an effective change maker. So I'm going to say, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that you are a change maker. You are already a change maker. You don't have to have published a book or hosted a TED talk or whatever, whatever um, measure, right? Whatever thing or accomplishment you might have in your mind. You don't have to do any of that. You are already a change maker. So let's talk. Let's talk about why the world needs you to be not just a change maker, not just to step into that self-image of a change maker, but to step into the self-image of an imperfect change maker. This might sound counterintuitive or funny, but, but let's talk about it. Okay, why the world needs imperfect change makers. I have a little list here that I've kind of scribbled out of 10 things. So let's go through these. The first thing that I wrote down here, by showing up imperfectly, we give others permission to also show up imperfectly. And when I say imperfectly, I just mean as themselves. I mean, normally, I mean, as a human being, right? Because perfection doesn't exist. We all know this. I don't need to tell you this again. 
Perfection doesn't exist. It's an unrealistic standard. So when I say by showing up imperfectly, I mean we are just showing up as ourselves, our beautiful, imperfect selves. And so of course, each of you, each person can only give themselves permission, right? It's not my role to give you permission to show up or step out or speak in public or lead a discussion group at work or whatever it is you want to do, right? I can't actually give you that permission. Only you can give that permission to yourself. But by showing up imperfectly, so for example, when I see someone else showing up imperfectly, like my favorite podcasts are not the really highly edited, beautiful ones, right? My favorite podcasts are the ones where people are coming on, having either like a solo cast or like a conversation with somebody where the people are just there. They're talking like a person would naturally talk. They're not doing this really polished performance, but they're just talking. I can just relate to them as a human being because they're talking naturally. Those are the podcasts that I love. And because other people put out podcasts like that, I was able to see like, oh, oh, I could do a podcast like this. I don't need some big production crew. I don't need to spend hours editing. I'm really enjoying this show, this podcast, and I'm getting so much value from it. I can do that too. When we do that, when we show up imperfectly, who knows who else is being influenced by what we're saying and what we're doing? Who knows like who might step up and do a podcast or start a newsletter or or whatnot and show up imperfectly and, and give themselves permission to show up imperfectly. Okay, number two. When we show up imperfectly, when we are imperfect change makers, we blaze a new trail. Let's think for a minute what perfect means. Like, what does that even mean, right? Let's deconstruct that a little bit. When we say we're perfect, we're comparing ourselves to some ideal. Or when we say we're trying to be perfect, we're comparing ourselves to some ideal. So this ideal already exists, whether it's like, in the society, in the ethos, or in our mind, this ideal already exists. But if we're trying to be change makers, we're literally trying to change things, changes in the word. We can't keep doing what's already been done. So if perfect is like reaching some sort of level that the world, our culture, our society says is like good enough or perfect or whatnot, That ideal is based in these old ways of thinking, right? If we want to create change, if we want to blaze a new trail, then we need to be imperfect. We need to do things differently. We need to do things that haven't been done before, right? And so, of course, we're going to make mistakes. We're going to do these things wrong. So if we want to blaze a new trail, we have to be imperfect. (laughs) All right, number three. When we show up as imperfect change makers, we also challenge others to think outside of the box. So when we decide to just do what is aligned with our values, instead of following the status quo, we are able to then be change makers and show up in a way that challenges others to also get outside the box. So for example, Um, This comes up a lot for me in business and running an online business. 
I run my business very differently than most other online business owners. A very clear example of this is that I do not use social media. I am no longer on Instagram. I think I got off of Instagram about two years ago. I, I do have a Facebook account. I actually find Facebook helpful for Facebook groups because I'm a traveler. Whenever I land in a new place, I will go onto Facebook, find Facebook groups, and that's how I connect with people. So I didn't want to delete my Facebook account because I do find a lot of value in using it in that way. That being said, I rarely post on Facebook, maybe like five times a year or something. <laughs> I did share my my latest launch, my Becoming the Change Life coaching program. I did share that on Facebook. But yeah, it's not something that I use as a marketing or business tool. And I'm not on any other. That's it. Like the only social media I have is Facebook and I don't really use it. And I tell people that I am running an online business without social media a lot of times the response that I get is like their world is rocked. Like they're just like, how can you do that? That's not possible. Da, 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 da. Right. It challenges this paradigm of like what you have to do as an online business owner. All right. Number four, when we allow ourselves to show up as imperfect change makers, we're also allowing ourselves to be in a quote unquote beginner's mind. So we're allowing ourselves to be in that beginner mind instead of getting into like this expert mind. I see people oftentimes calling themselves experts and maybe they are an expert in things. I know some people call me an expert in certain things and that's fine. But when we have this thought in our head of like, I am an expert in this subject, sometimes that can be great. Sometimes that can be really confidence and identity building. Other times it can feel like a trap because when we're an expert in something, then we're not expected to make mistakes, right? And we get out of that beginner's mind. And what I'm talking about here, that beginner's mind is really the growth mindset. Also, the work of Byron Katie, she also talks about this, the beginner's mind. And when we're able to look at things from a perspective of wow, this is, this is new. Like, like when we're able to basically like drop our stories and this takes practice, like we can do this through meditation, walking meditation, things like that. But when we're able to kind of drop the stories and the, the glasses, let's say <laughs> that all of our life experience has um, put on us, then we're able to approach life with this beginner's mind. And that allows us to see things in a new way, to learn new lessons it's just so incredibly helpful. And one of the ways that we can do this is by getting into the growth mindset. The growth mindset is a concept that was put forth by Carol Dweck. And she talks about how we have the growth mindset on one side and the fixed mindset on the other. And I won't go into this too much because I've talked about the growth mindset a lot. The growth mindset, what I call the change maker mindset, which is quite similar. I've talked about that a lot on the podcast. Episodes three and four of the podcast are all about what the growth mindset is, how to get into that change maker mindset. So I won't go into that in depth here. But basically, the growth mindset is the idea and the belief that our skills, our personality, even our resources, everything in our lives is able to change and evolve through effort. Whereas somebody in the fixed mindset believes that 
our skills, personality, talent, etc., is fixed either at birth or at some point in early childhood, right? And lucky for us, according to Carol Dweck's work, the growth mindset is actually much more reality, right? So the level to which we are in the growth mindset will determine our success as change makers. That's what the research says, or your success in your career or in sports or whatever it is that you're applying this mindset to. So when we allow ourselves, when we admit that we are imperfect human beings and we will take action and do things anyway, we will allow ourselves to make mistakes and to grow. All of that, that is this growth mindset. And that is that beginner's mind. Number five, when we allow ourselves to be imperfect change makers, we actually take action. And this might sound strange, but being imperfect and just allowing ourselves to be imperfect allows us to act with a lot more courage because we don't have these unrealistic expectations. So when I finally got this, when I understood like my perfectionism and that it wasn't a problem, it was just a defense mechanism, right? That I could choose to continue using or that I could drop. Perfectionism, by the way, defined by Brene Brown is a strategy to avoid shame and all of the uncomfortable emotions that come from quote unquote failing. Perfectionists are not perfect people, right? We already said that doesn't exist. But people who have perfectionist tendencies, like me <laughs> for a lot of my life, use the strategy of trying to reach perfection as a way to avoid shame and other uncomfortable emotions. And this is totally understandable, right? Brene Brown, again, when she talks about shame, she talks about how shame is related to our sense of belonging. So when we feel shame or we feel embarrassed or we feel judgment from others, it threatens our belonging. From an evolutionary standpoint or a biological standpoint, us human beings are herd animals. For a lot of our evolution, we depended on the acceptance of the herd for our survival. So it is so, so understandable that we would use perfectionism as a way to avoid shame, as a way to avoid feeling like we don't belong. But when we allow ourselves to be imperfect, when we realize like, okay, I have this tendency towards wanting to be a perfectionist, to wanting to show up perfectly and not make mistakes, okay, I have that tendency that is totally understandable. I get it. That makes sense. But I'm going to choose to take imperfect action anyway. Then, whoa, like, then, whoa, like we're able to take so much more action and we're able to then grow and learn from that action, build resilience from that action. My 2023 theme of the year, if you will, that I set this past January was imperfect courageous action. <laughs> and that is really what I have been trying to embody. Okay, let me move on to number six here. When we decide to allow ourselves to be imperfect change makers, when we show up in this way, we can actually expand our potential instead of merely protecting it. So it's funny, I often hear people talk about, and I'm sure I've said this too, um, I often hear people talking about reaching your potential, 
like as if it's like this point or like this ceiling. <laughs> but we know by research done around the growth mindset that that is not the case. Actually, we can expand our potential. We can grow it. When we are in the growth mindset, we can do things that we never thought possible. So we're not talking here about reaching our potential. We're talking about expanding our potential. But when we're in that perfectionist mindset or that fixed mindset, we don't even want to try, right? If we don't believe that our skills or our resources or our talents or our personality or whatnot can be improved upon or changed through effort, then why even make an effort? And we're trying to protect our potential. So if we never give a full effort, if we never fully try something, then we can point to that. We can say, oh, if I put my mind to it, I would be able to do X, Y, or Z. But we don't actually <laughs> take the courageous action that is required to reach X, Y, or Z because we want to protect our potential. As a kind of funny example, <laughs> I remember back when I was in school, I did really, really well in undergrad. I graduated at the top of my class. And so basically the sky was the limit. I was applying to graduate schools and I thought about like, so I didn't actually want to go to an Ivy League school. I wanted to go to the University of Oregon, and that is where I went. And I'm very glad I went there for graduate school. But I was thinking like, hmm, maybe it'd be fun just to see, just to see if I could get into an Ivy League school or like to see like what my potential was, right? As far as graduate schools and like the highest ranking grad schools in the United States, but there was another part of me, and this part won out, that wanted to protect my potential. That wanted to be able to say, oh yeah, you know, I had excellent grades, I was involved in all of these things, I totally could have gotten into an Ivy League, I just didn't want to apply. I just didn't want to waste the time or the money to apply. That part of me won out. I did not apply to those other schools, and now I kind of wish I did. I'm kind of curious, like, would I have been able to get into an Ivy League school? But that's just a little kind of funny example of protecting my potential instead of expanding it. Number seven, when we show up as imperfect change makers, we are living with more integrity. And what I mean by this is that we are able to show up and share more vulnerably, right? We're not trying to put up this perfect facade we're just being ourselves, our, our imperfect selves. <laughs> so for example, just starting off this podcast, I mentioned I have a parasite. Like I was not feeling great these past or this past week. I am also a health counselor, right? I'm an Ayurvedic health counselor. And something that I've come across um, in myself and then also among my peers is that when we call ourselves like a health coach or a health counselor, we feel like, oh my gosh, I need to be on point, super healthy, super perfect, healthy Ayurvedic lifestyle all the time, or else people are gonna think I'm a fraud or they're not gonna follow me, they're not gonna take my advice, they're not gonna think I have anything to offer. And we see this on Instagram too, right, all the time. We see the highlights and not so much the lows. For me to admit like, hey, I got a parasite, I've been sick. <laughs> and I am an Ayurvedic health counselor with a lot to offer. Like that, that paradox, right? When we can hold that, we show up with so much more integrity in our lives. And by the way, I am like super excited. So 
The silver lining, I think, from this whole parasite thing is that now I get to enact like this Ayurvedic gut healing protocol that I'm super excited about. I found somebody locally here who brews kombucha and I can get bone broth and different things from her. So I'm quite excited about all of that. Anyway, let me move on. So this is also related to number seven, but number eight is that when we show up as imperfect change makers, there is more opportunity for connection. People are attracted to people who are vulnerable, to people who show up with integrity, right? We can sniff out when somebody is not being real and it it smells fishy, right? It doesn't feel good. So when we show up as ourselves, people are endeared to you. So a great example of this, just from last week, I was on a, a clarity call about the upcoming program. I was on a clarity call and I asked her like, what attracted you to my work? Why do you want to work with me? And one of her responses to that question was that I laugh. Like I'm a happy person and I laugh and I allow that joy to exude from me even when I'm talking about really serious topics. You know, even though I'm an activist and I am very aware of the injustices going on in this world, I'm also able to laugh and to have a joy and a playfulness about me as well. Some people would say that laughing on a podcast is not professional and you should not do that. I have absolutely heard that opinion as well, but that's okay. That's their opinion. That is not the way that I want to approach my life. I want to show up with integrity and because I do that, I think it gives more of an opportunity for connection. That brings me to point number nine. When we show up as imperfect change makers, We attract the people that we actually want to be around, that we actually want to work with and help, not the people that we think we quote unquote should spend our time with. Like attracts like. By showing up more authentically, by allowing ourselves to not be perfect, to just be who we are, we are able to then connect with like-minded souls. This has absolutely been true for me. In the times in my life when I was not living as authentically, when I was really trying to be the quote-unquote good girl and follow the society norms and doing things that I thought I should do in order to be a good person, I lived a lot of my life, years of my life, not most of my life, but years of my life that way. And those people that I attracted to me then, those friends, when I realized what I was doing and realized that it was not aligned with my inner voice, my intuition, and I started to take steps to actually live a life according to my intuition and live with more integrity instead of doing what other people thought I should do, Those friends, those people that I attracted when I was trying to be that quote unquote good girl, they went away. (laughs) They went out of my life. And I have such deeper, more wonderful connections with people now when I'm able to be my imperfect self. Okay, last one here. When we show up as imperfect change makers, life is more fun. Life is so much more fun when you live this way. A quick example, another little business example. I was looking at a email that had gone out. So I I am subscribed to my own email list. (laughs) And as my emails go out, 
I will, you know, take a quick look at them, just make sure that the links are working correctly and everything. And so I look at this one. This is an email that was already published, went out to my entire email list. I saw that it said at the very top, like, hello, Eva, or whoever's name is at the top. Hello, Eva. And then instead of a comma, like a normal greeting for an email would have, this one had a question mark. So it's like, hello, Eva. And I just started laughing. In a former life, when I was more in that perfectionist mindset, that fixed mindset, I would have like freaked out. I would have been like, oh my God, I there's a grammatical error in this email. Oh my gosh, people are going to think I'm so unprofessional. What are they going to think? They're going to judge me. They're going to unsubscribe. Oh my God. Now I just laughed. I just started laughing. I was like, oh my God, honey. I called my husband over and I was like, look at this. I just put a question mark here. <laughs> yeah. Life is just much more fun when we let ourselves off the hook, when we don't expect ourselves to hit these unrealistic milestones or, or whatnot, right? We spend a lot less time ruminating and stressing about the small stuff. And when we make a grammatical error like I did in this email, we're just able to laugh it off and move on. And by doing that, by not stressing myself out over that question mark and spending a bunch of time like thinking about how I can correct this thing, I was just able to move on to my next task and therefore create more value in my business, create more value for you. So <laughs> those are my 10 reasons why the world needs more imperfect change makers like you and I. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. It's kind of a lighter one, kind of a more fun one. And if you want to dive into that growth mindset, that change maker mindset, and start to develop that so that you can dismantle this perfectionism in your life, definitely go back and check out episodes three and four. Those will really help you start to embody the changemaker mindset because there's a big difference between knowing intellectually what perfectionism is and, you know, no one can be perfect. Like we all, we know these things, but there's a difference between that intellectually knowing and living it out, embodying it, getting into that growth mindset and then taking that imperfect, courageous action will actually help you to embody that growth mindset and therefore move forward with your life, become a more confident and effective change maker. We can be imperfect. I'm, I'm grasping one hand. In this hand, my left hand, I have imperfection. And in my right hand, I have powerful change maker. And I am now squishing them together. <laughs> These two things can and will coexist. We can be confident and effective change makers and be completely imperfect people at the same time. All right, I hope this episode was really fun for you guys and I'll see you next week. Ciao for now. If you enjoyed today's chat, I want to invite you to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. And if you desire more support on your change-making journey, please check out my free guide, Self-Care for Changemakers. You can find the guide, the show notes, and other resources on my website at happymehappyearth.com. As always, it's an honor to be in your ears. Thank you so much for listening.